on his pencils with Pez, poking out at the cons, renaissance vests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as that uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch, turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, next in line after Raul Castro, it's Derek McCall. Thank you. Is that a Cuban cigar in your mouth? Are you just happy to see Lon? Both, really. Both. Um, yes, this is Derek McCaw. It is Wednesday, February 20th, two days before WonderCon. Podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara. It's a very special evening for us, not just because it is the birthday of store manager, The Steve. Steve! But, uh, but we Steve. have, uh, as part of our WonderCon coverage, we have a guest, uh, well, a guest panelist, I guess you'd say, tonight, uh, who will be appearing and signing at WonderCon. And by the time people hear this, it'll have all happened. Fanboy Chris Planet Garcia. Fanboy, oh, not Chris Garcia. Oh, Fanboy Planet favorite. Absolutely, years ago when Fanboy Planet was just a you know one sheet. Uh, this man gave us an Cranked interview. Out. This ended up by a man with an organ grinder. That's right. That's right. And it was a blue mimeograph. And uh, this man gave us an interview uh, for Captain Gravity and the Power of the Vril. Wow. Mr. Joshua M. Dysart is here tonight in the house. Looking at me with an expression that says, I will not say a thing. <laughs> How I'm are here, you, Josh? I'm, I'm here. I'm present. I'm present. Did you fly up? I did fly up, yeah. I was, I was flown up by Elusive Comics. So wow. there you go. Yeah, rock star treatment. Yeah. Slept with their three dogs last night. and <laughs> That's kinky. Yeah, that's usually yeah. extra. That was <laughs> yeah, nice, that's, yeah. That's really great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Josh, of course, was all also doing a little community service. You're speaking in a <laughs> library tomorrow. Night, right? Orange <laughs> vest, side of the road. <laughs> that's right, yeah. He yeah. was cleaning up a What'd section of 101. But you're going to be lecturing tomorrow at, uh, at the Santa Clara, County, uh, Santa Clara City Library. Yeah, right? yeah. Lecturing is a... Well, An ambitious term for what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. You're going to speak more than you're going to speak here tonight. That's right. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Absolutely. What is the topic? That's right. Um, it's pretty much anything they want to rap about. I mean, I've I've got a you know I've got some pet subjects that I can talk about, like uh, the, you know the role of the industry and what's Avril Lavigne like. That's right. Yeah. What's Avril Lavigne like? Okay. Have I gotten high with Neil Young? Things like that. That's what we're talking about. So, so it's part of the family that? outreach. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Kids, what, what Neil Young think, recommends for it. Okay, great. Well, we've got, of course, a lot of comics news tonight, which Josh, ironically, the writer of BPRD uh, 1946. Knows nothing about. Yeah, yeah which, we're, which we're really rocking. That, and the upcoming Unknown Soldier. Check a previous podcast for Josh's really deep, meaningful conversation mm. about that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Greendale graphic novel yeah, with yeah. Uh, Neil Young. Are you actually collaborating with Neil, or are you looking at the movie and he goes, "That's cool." I'm. <laughs> uh, um, I I sent him a pitch based on um, what Karen had in mind. Karen Berger mm-hmm. at Vertigo, what she had in mind, and also um, the book that came out. There, an art book came out a couple years back, and uh, and the the you know the movie, the whole thing, the whole Greendale experience. And so I just kind of pulled it together into one thing and sent it to him and. He greenlit it, and so what basically I do is I, I continue to do passes and, and um, drafts of the script, and he has notes, and 
I abide by them. So that, and he's <laughs> inking too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's inking. That's okay. right. On top of actually, I have news, which uh, maybe I shouldn't mention it here, but I will. Lay it on us. This is breaking. Lay it on us. This is breaking. The the really amazing, amazing uh, Sean Murphy, who was doing an, a wonderful job, is no longer doing the book, and now the amazing Cliff Chang is doing the book. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's rough news for me. I worked a long time with Sean, and he did really really great work. But ultimately, so is this a transition or Cliff Chang starting from starting from one? scratch? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Which we which uh, admittedly uh, Sean had not done a lot of work. So, um, but it was amazing <laughs> the work that he hadn't the done. The panel we had done, yeah. would have blown awesome. your mind. Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Dave Stewart is coloring it now. That's also oh, something well, that's I can great. mention. From the Eurythmics. Eurythmics. Yeah, that's right. That's I was right. Say, uh, Cy Young Award winning. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that joke will never get old. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Josh. Mm. Across from me, a guest, uh, sometimes guest. Yes, indeed. Christopher yes. Gar- Jay Garcia. Hugo nominated Christopher nice. Jay must Garcia. Must I say nice. that every time? Okay. <laughs> yes, I, must. I would. Hugo losing. Can't we just say Hugo <laughs> loser? <laughs> and of course, uh, my announcer, uh, Hugo watching Lon Lopez. Who's Hugo? And <laughs> our our moral compass, Hugo appreciator, Rick Brett Snyder. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Lost. I was okay. too. Yeah, okay. Well, well you didn't bring I it home. Uh, I, well, I left it for you. I love oh, it. Yeah. We note each other in the podcast. That's right. All right, uh, so what do we got on the docket today, Derek? So in addition to those projects, we'll be talking about uh, other comics that Josh hasn't written, hasn't read. Uh, maybe he'll be surprised. Maybe he'll care. Maybe. But his won't. opinion is is as valid as any of ours. <laughs> That's right. It, absolutely. If not more so, really. If, if, even then. Yeah. Yeah. We've got yeah. some movie news following up. Uh, a lot of uh, movie gossip happened. And, of course, uh, TV. That's, again, still not really ramping up into great TV stuff, but some good DVD releases <clears throat> coming up. And that ties into WonderCon as well. So, uh Let's start with the comics, and uh, Rick, one you, thing you wanted to talk about this week was The Last Defenders, number one. Oh, I just Marvel. sent you the... F- <laughs> you just sent it to me? I sent you everything I have. See, I assume when you send this to me, you want to talk about but it. But I sent you the link. Oh, dang it. I had to read about it? See, Josh, go ahead. Tell us about The Last Defenders. I'd, I have no idea what that is. Are you familiar with the super team, The Defenders? I have heard of The Defenders, yes. <laughs> Sounds exciting. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Originally, Doctor Strange, the Hulks, uh, Silver Surfer, and the Submariner, but now it's just pretty much uh, Nighthawk and uh, Forbish Man, right? <laughs> you didn't even I read love the Forbish Man. It was, it was Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and Namor. The and Submariner. This, and and, uh, and occasionally the Silver Surfer. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't alive. And then somehow it got to be Nighthawk and... Well, part of the Steve Gerber run. Steve Gerber yeah. took those guys out. Valkyrie and, and, and Valkyrie. the Gargoyle. And I love the Gargoyle. Oh, Gold that Bush was a Man. good run. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they okay. have like Iceman, Angel, and Beast for a while too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like uh, that. So they yeah. came in there. It was a, They were going to turn the Defenders into like the what became X Factor and then they... They had the secret out. defenders, and they, you know. They tried so to revive got, several times, and now they swear this time is the last, the last defenders. defenders. And it looks like it's back to the core group, at least to start off with, and they're going to bring back any defender who's ever been a defender. Wait a second, wait a second. Isn't Doctor Strange on the run from the Hero Initiative, and then isn't the Hulk dead and now red, and then... Isn't name? I mean, how do, does this play in a normal continuity, or how does yeah, this work? Did, did, did you read USA Today this week? Apparently, there's a big article on the Hulk being red. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. This is no, what passes. Sure. Forget about Fidel Castro that's stepping right, down. Right, right. The Hulk is still red, and that's a problem. Everybody knew right. Fidel Castro was red. red. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, 
So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't USA Today the only national paper in color? It's a perfect news story for them. Absolutely, really. yeah, absolutely. That's, they got a that's chance. That's a great point. Now it makes so much sense. Yeah. Way to go, Derek. Yeah, I'm still bothered you got by showed it. up by the new guy. I did. <laughs> It's a no, world. Don't don't call him the new guy because that will scare Josh into thinking somehow we've got him contracted for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's like no, Anna's flying you up every week. That's every right, yeah, yeah. Six o'clock Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. You, you, wanna, you, you, you can always sleep. call in. You want to sleep with those dogs again? You are coming back here. Okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, has uh, anybody read the Last Defender? No, it hasn't come no, it out. Hasn't yet. Come out. It's just oh, been it's a preview then. Yeah, it's a, a preview. Okay, um, can you? Okay. Sounds great. Okay, oh, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, another thing that, that blew our minds this week, or blew, blew Rick's mind this week, DC Universe Zero, which is the thing that's going to tie DC Countdown. You've been reading so, Countdown, Josh? Man, I haven't. Okay. I have to say, and I get that in the comp box, which is really sad. Damn you! I know, I know. <laughs> so after 104 issues. The books yeah, are That's why I have not read it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not counting side issues, of which there are about 300. Uh, yeah. 104 uh, weekly comics coming to an end. Countdown number one of the next week. Yet is, another name change is DC Universe Zero, Zero. Wow, which will be a leaping off point into the bold new direction it's, of the no, DC Universe. I'm after no calories whatsoever. After the, <laughs> yes, how, how long can they maintain With just this, a hint this of sort vanilla. of? We don't know. This height. For how can they do this? Well, they, they, um, maybe this is going to be it. Because this yeah. leaps yeah. off into... <laughs> Wait a minute. Doesn't he write for comic people? Wouldn't he, he know well, better he than we would? Vertigo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but there's a lot that I would like to say right now that I'm not saying. I have to, uh, oh, I have okay. to say. Oh, yeah. this is true. So playing you good. can bash Marvel, right? Because you never worked for them never will, right? I wouldn't mind working for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah. Really, uh, it is my natural tendency you know, to bash. It's not a real good interview good. technique <laughs> to say, you could bash this person, couldn't you? <laughs> Can you give us a little dirt on. on somebody? Make something up. <laughs> Joe Casada shot your dog, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. You slept with my sister. What? Oh, no, okay. okay. Oh, you Anyways, um, uh, so yeah. Uh, wait, DC I have a Universe question. Zero. Yes, go ahead. Is DC Universe okay? What's the difference between DC Universe and Final Crisis? This is going to be the transition issue to the Final Crisis, which is the no, seven no, this, issue. Wait, this series. is going to be. A transition issue. After Countdown. After, After countdown. countdown, saying this is where the DC Universe now stands, and we we're get about a to book. blow it up. We get a 40-some-odd page kind book Kind of for like 50 cents. Wow. 48 pages, 50 cents. That's like a penny a page. Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison. Dirt cheap, as they used to say. Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison writing with, uh, I know Phil Jimenez is involved, basically an all-star thing of, of who, who's who in their penciling stable right now. Uh, and I'm assuming that it's like that. What, what was the name of it? That I mean, there was Brave New World that launched all like the the Atom and so forth. That was a dollar, but the one that actually killed the Blue Beetle. I hope that's not a spoiler for you. It happened a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, count- <laughs> that was Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Countdown to Infinite Crisis right. was like a dollar, and that was a big issue, you know. And and so it's similar to that in which you were setting up the new status quo, but also launching things like now where the Ranthanagar War goes. Right. What is that war in hell like? Maybe you might enjoy that one. I think the demon will be involved, and you've had some history with that character. I, have, yeah, yeah. I won't tell that story. Much maligned. But Much I, maligned. I, I, yeah. No, it was a good series. Oh, thanks, and, man. And, and you're, I appreciate that. And nobody can come down and get this tonight, but we have it here at Elusive Comics and Games, and he's signing copies. So but by get, the time get you in hear your this. time machines and yeah, come yeah. back mm-hmm. and show up for Judge. Uh, anyway, Do you so, think this will be another, like ad kind of book that they've kind of been doing before like in the past like for other ni- 19, upcoming uh, storylines all starting well, at once and ending on cliffhangers i mean it's one of those things it's like for 50 cents isn't it worth the gamble and maybe you'll see a series that you like out of that i mean i knew out of the that brave new world i didn't like 
the trials of Shazam. I can bag on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the trials of Shazam. I didn't like really where the Martian Manhunter was going, but I thought the atom power of the atom was interesting. I can't remember what else they put in there, but there were a couple in there. It was like, well, for a buck, okay, yeah. you know, I might pick up that Power of the Atom series, and it's been really good. So, because you can't get had... much stuff for a buck these days, no, you can't. Not even a phone call. You can get a double cheeseburger <laughs> at McDonald's, but that's about it. Um, and, and then probably a lifetime of, of liver problems. But uh, so, check. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like a good little uh, advertising gimmick from their mm-hmm. their part. So, how close will it be to Final Crisis? Just and who's writing that book? I said Jeff Johns and yeah. Grant Morrison. Yeah. So for fifty for fifty cents, cents. I don't they're think both worth a quarter. I don't think they've ever had a book that sold for fifty cents. Not the first time around, no. Oh. Mm. So. so my question to you guys is: I, I certainly understand why the the point of sale is is an interesting news item, but are they creating sort of a narrative? <laughs> you know a a blockade that new readers can't get to with with all this stuff. I mean, it seems unapproachable to me. They're claiming. Now, I know their sales are increasing. I know that this is a successful gambit on on Didio's part. But I mean, why? Why? Why, why has it been successful? Yeah, I mean, so why far? is this working? Because it it seems alienating to me. Like all. Well, it, 52 was success. I think we thought that 52 was successful because the week. Week after week of good story mm-hmm. drew mm-hmm. us back in, and we saw it moving through. Countdown has been really uneven. It was really about the 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 second act, really, like the middle third of it was really kind of weak. It's starting to pick up steam right now. The characterizations are coming together. The storylines are resolving. Things look things are looking good. Well, again. I would agree that has been a rather interesting series. Whereas Fifty Two yeah. was was dealing with characters nobody really knew anything about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was kind so of they nice were interesting to explore point. them. Right. But I would I would add to it that. People just buy event books, and when you hype them as events, and oh, it's a weekly thing, you got to get it. Then now I don't know people that it's jump something on that's that. going to be appearing in like in USA Today right, or the sure. New York Times. People are going to come into their stores and go, "I'm going to pick up that Stephen King graphic novel and get me that DC. Right, it's only right, fifty right. cents." Yeah. And oh, now the DC universe makes so much sense to me. But if you look at it right now, Spider Man's coming out weekly. Mm-hmm. And Trinity's been announced as a weekly book, too. Which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, th- and 52 is the beginning of that trend, right, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I think British books, I know Japanese books, but British books, I think, have been running well, in, about on a Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Schedule. So yeah, yeah. we've kind of been behind a lot of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even German uh, science fiction stories come out like twice a month in their series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in Japan as well. Japan like produces, mass mm-hmm. produces storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one of the differences, though, is those are also area uh, regions where it's not um, as collectible. You know? Sure. That right. has been, well, they has republish been, them in the more collectible fashion. They mm-hmm. come out in real, like really cheap fashions, and then they come back in well, you know, like um, trades. Wait, they Chris, tend to be shorter stories. Chris can don't talk they? to this. Chris exactly. Garcia, who oh. is a Japanese collectible, would right. uh, like to speak. It's actually shocking that I choose uh, you, Garcia. Man. At one point, they were doing daily El Santo comics in Mexico. Awesome. For more than five years. See, now you're intrigued. Now See? that's cool. El Santo this is why you got to hang out. You know, these <laughs> kinds of things come and up. And they were we photo know. comics too. Oh wow! So. <laughs> They would take movies and literally do a comic mm-hmm. out of them and put one out a day. So. Well, and there are lots of characters like that still going on in South America and Central America. Um, uh, Diabolic? Uh, well, that's from France, but there's uh, this is embarrassing. It's like I've got this thing on MySpace where these guys that were doing photo novellas uh, from characters from the 60s that were originally in Italy are now still going strong in South America. 
and my friends, and I can't remember what their names are. I want to say friends. Paco and Sanchez. On MySpace. Do you have a MySpace? Can we be friends, Josh? I actually do have a MySpace. No, we gotta be friends. You're blocked. You're blocked. That's blocked. Permanently blocked. Totally. I can't see his photos. The wild night. Ad denied. Ad denied. (laughs) (laughs) Now those daily comics you mentioned, though, as you said, they had taken the previous films, right, and they just produced them into these sort of sequential. Very cheap. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then a, con- a concept that just now. really mm-hmm. hasn't... Mm-hmm. They're actually printed on tree bark, I it, think, It's too. just a concept that really hasn't taken... Never took off here. I mean, we did, like, photo... Uh, I remember in the 80s, they were trying to photo novels if I have a Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Sure, Star Trek sure, sure. did that. Yeah, Star Trek that. ones, you know? And, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of, oh, they're interesting, but, mm, you know, I don't know why that hasn't taken off. Yeah. I just got the uh, Speak and Read books. Where it's, you know, from Star Wars. You know, when you hear nice, R2-D2, awesome. turn the page. Beep, boop, boop, boop. I think you have to remember page. also that when they were trying them in the U.S., it was pre-VCR. <laughs> so you were getting stuff that you couldn't actually see on a regular basis. You couldn't, like, see if it was broadcast. So you, mm-hmm. now, so we, have, saying, now we, we have these DVD things. That uh, I'm familiar with them, yeah. yes. Do you uh, guys remember, uh, what is it, the day the clown died? The, the man the thing? Yeah. Speak and read... Uh, Oh yeah, I've they never read it. They did a speak and read version uh, Peter of Pan, it. The Peter Pan Record Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was awesome. I, as a kid, yeah, beautiful. I, I know it's strange that there was a Man Thing yeah. children's record. Absolutely, a clown died in it. It was all, a committed suicide. Spooky. Am I right? Is wow. it, am I mistaken? Steve Gerber. No, there it oh. is again. Yeah, there I it is. Known. Not Man. to be confused though with the day the clown cried. A never completed no film. One will see oh yes, Jerry <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Jerry Lewis's Nazi Holocaust. One film. day I will see that. Nazi Holocaust clown film. Clown yes. film. <laughs> this sort of uh, beautiful life, uh, darker not, not version. Not so beautiful life. Yeah. <laughs> not so yeah. beautiful Nutty life. professor. No. I've heard rumors to that effect. Yeah. I love lady. it. So we'll see that. This <laughs> like I think twenty people have seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and that's staying in. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I didn't have that one. I have the the metamorpho plastic man. Mm, no, yeah, I totally. Yeah, yeah, I see. I love those. those things when I was a kid. Those were yeah. awesome. Was I had awesome. Those Star Trek ones too. Star Trek ones. Yeah, and yeah, it always yeah. made me bitter because it's like they didn't even bother doing ad- adequate impersonations. It's no, like, <laughs> that's not William Shatner. That's not Kirk. That's not Spock. Scotty doesn't have a Russian accent. No, no. They replaced him with Welshie. So um, <laughs> that's. And DC Universe Zero. Josh will get it in his comp box. <laughs> I won't read it. He'll get it to it in 2015. You know, well, something to mention, though, is I did jump on to 52. I mean, granted. Did you? That, yeah, I did. There was something interesting that brought me into that. I mean, it was Grant, partly. It was mm-hmm. Mark Wade, partly, who mm-hmm. I read all, all of what Mark does and all of what Grant does. And I made it about halfway through, and it was engaging and stuff, but I, I sort of dropped off. And, um, and, and then it continued, you know, with the with countdown and all mm-hmm. this other jazz. And I really... It, that's when I started to feel the alienation. So I wonder if there's a point, like an oversaturation point, if you guys are feeling that at all. Well, I, I had that. I, well, I, re- I was into the first three books of Countdown and just was not feeling it like I did 52, and I dropped the, the whole series. Mm-hmm. So, so these guys have stayed faithful. We've yeah. gone from event to event to event, and and yet, as you say, sales have increased. Yeah. Yet a lot of people... Of as course, I understand. Of course, I'm, but no, I, so I, I, believe, I, I, I believe you're right. Yeah. Uh, but it's, again, it's like, I know we're not the main, we're not really the mainstream readers, we're the, we're the internet, whoever this, whatever, maybe 10% of the people that are actually reading comics, and they're the ones talking about event fatigue, and yet, yeah, we're still buying them. For and me, 52 was, with, the journey was much better than the finale. I didn't mm. really like the way it ended up, and... Um, Countdown never really got 
into me until just like the last two months. Yeah. So. And I think we're about to experience metal fatigue because we've got now I think like three Iron Man series coming out. They're all supposed to be in continuity. And so the Invincible Iron Man number one uh, just dawned on Rick. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Obviously designed to promote the flick. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so called the Invincible Iron Man uh, and. That is being set up actually right now in the order because Matt Fraction is writing it. The order is being canceled, uh, but the villain that will be driving at least the first few issues, the Invincible Iron Man, is there. So if you are interested in the Invincible Iron Man, you better pick up the order because it's all being laid out. And I find that frustrating. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily mm-hmm. alienating. I just happen to be reading, but I get sort of those comp books. You know what I find frustrating? What? When you read all these books and then they retcon it to mean something else <laughs> six months later. So why even, why point? even care? Just read them Case all. Case in point. Case in point. An example. Spider Man. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Brand new day. All of all. You of followed the... that? Uh, no. No. I didn't. <laughs> Captain America. Uh, well, Captain America stayed still Bucky true came to back. story, but they retconned. It. Ambush bug. Uh, no. 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 You're not an ambush bug fan. What's that? You're not an ambush bug fan. I. I. Sure. I don't know. I'm, I it's quite possible that I am. <laughs> I just have yet to be exposed. Okay, when that shows up in your comp box, uh, when Final Crisis comes out, yeah, yeah, uh, you know they're reviving Ambush Bug with it. You, you'll want to read that. All right, I and will. Then I will you look email into us. It. Let us know. I will. I will. It depends, you know, it depends on who's writing and drawing. I tend Keith to Giffen. Gr- Keith oh, Giffen. I like is, Keith Giffen actually. A lot. Keith Giffen is because he created Ambush Bug, and they brought Robert Lauren Fleming back, who okay. hasn't written comics for what, two decades, nice. uh, and everyone thought he was dead. He may still be, but Keith dug him up, and so and they're the original, put a pencil on the original creative team. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, you'll find that fun. Uh, we guarantee it. Uh, I did get to read, by the way, there, speaking of anti-alienation, the attempt to bring in kids from D.C., Tiny Titans, that came out last week, Tiny Titans number one. And now, let, me, let me stop you right there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> isn't Teen Titans... I didn't even start. Isn't Teen Titans already... Haven't they Tiny. already tried to bring in... The Titans by making them younger and more appealing to kids the with the whole Titan- Teen Titans Go, Go kind of thing, which apparently they're canceling, so there won't be any. Confusion. So did they, they're trying again with the Teen but Titans. Now they're little kids. It's even all, the they're like Muppet super, Baby it's, Titans. Yes, it's like I would. Peanuts. I would argue that even the the Teen Titans Go stuff was targeted at a slightly older age group than Tiny Titans. I think they're yeah, going to do Titans. Zygote Titans next. Yeah, yeah. Embryo Titans, Titans. Yeah. fetal Titans. Um, but the thing is, you still. I found a lot of jokes in there. Is it's like two, three-page short stories, all little. It's like reading a little Archie, actually, with Teen Titans. Instead. So it's more like comic strip instead yeah, of comic all, book. Yeah, huh. but a lot of punchlines depended on knowing things about continuity. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's a running gag: two different stories that show about the substitute teacher because all the Tiny Titans go to the same elementary school. Are they all wearing diapers and stuff? No, no, they're oh, just, okay. but they're like eight because that know, would seven not make or eight. Uh, I would I would buy that. <laughs> you, you buy? They all had diapers. They all had diapers. Cyborg with a diaper on. That would be stuff. awesome. Mm. Tin foil. <laughs> but, but, but this is including. The thing is, it is it is they're including the current roster of Teen Titans. So like Kid Devil is there, and Rose Deathstroke's daughter what? is there, and that's so they have two two gags where the new substitute teacher comes in. And so the it's new, Deathstroke. The new teacher is Deathstroke, and oh. Rose goes, "Oh no, Dad, subbing," and it's like, uh, okay, "Okay, so are we assuming that a say I give this to a five year old, <laughs> they know that?" <laughs> and then it's worse because Raven's dad shows up. I'm like, "Trigon, really? the devil, the alternate you know alternate dimension demon." Yeah, oh, that's gonna sell well in the South. <laughs> and so it's kind of. I, 
I'm not sure. So it was a miss for you? Is that what you're saying? I, some of it was, I mean, I got the, 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 the humor okay, level so, was so. kid level, but it's still, you need to know continuity. So let's go back to the basics And here. as a proud father who just watched his son go through, like, uh, All-Star Archives 4, look at the back cover and go, that's Starman, and that's Our Man, and Sandman, I'm like, three, I got him, baby, awesome. Uh, but... But my, let's look my at this. son has no chance. Let's look know? at this from a historic standpoint because this is a, this has been a theme for us for over a year, and it will continue to be. Because uh, last year at uh, WonderCon, we, you talked to Jan Jones about mm-hmm. this, and there was like the okay, so I can't give my daughter Hoochie Supergirl, right, right. And so Jan's got this other thing going. So tiny is Titans. It tiny Titans. So is it Satanic Tiny Titans or Hoochie Supergirl? Which is more appropriate for you as a father to give to okay, your daughter? Okay, what I'm really hoping for is actually now they're reviving Super Friends, but not actually the, the Hanna-Barbera show, but to tie in with the toy line that they've got out there right now. Is it Mattel that has the license? Lon, you're the action figure expert. It's, I think it's Fisher-Price. Talk, oh, no, the DC people? Yeah, the DC. Oh, yeah, you're right. Marvel does it. Uh, I think it's Mattel. So, so yeah. Mattel. Mattel's got the DC license. And so they've got this line of, like, my first Batmobile. <laughs> and <laughs> I find that really funny. Young uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woo Before he was traumatized. Whoops. Uh, and so, uh, so they're doing that. So kind of creating a you know, comic book where everybody... All the heroes are kid friendly. They have no angst. They're you know just there, and it actually previews in the back of Tiny Titans. And so I thought, well, that looked okay. That's sort of like a you know a good adventure because no, we'll get to it. I've got a copy of the New Frontier, which comes out next Tuesday and is having its world premiere officially at WonderCon on Saturday night. And my son got to it first and was really excited. Yay, Justice League! And then my wife looked at it and went, oh, and they're touting. The Justice League in their very first PG-13 adventure. So, boom. Uh-oh. You know, yeah, he can't watch that. And so, oh dear. Uh, so, um, you know, it's it, again, going back to that, we need to create that stuff. It is an ongoing theme, theme to me, you know. But can we create children's stuff that is appropriate for children instead of, uh, isn't that great, we threw in a joke about Trigon. Well, Spectacular Spider-Man's coming to... What kids WB or something? Mm-hmm. Kids starting CW in a couple like of months, that. and yeah. so they're trying to they're trying to dumb it down for the, the kids. Is it dumbing it down? Yeah, because <laughs> they're okay. stupid. Well, yeah, but it's still it's going to have cartoon violence in it, so it's going to get a warning. Yeah, right? yeah, because we can't handle violence because you know we grew up on Looney Tunes and that totally messed us up. Now, what about comics that don't feature superheroes that are are aimed at all ages? Is that not something that uh, like Archie or something? Well, there's Archie. Well, I mean, there's well, honestly, I think Mouse Guard could be read by. By you know younger kids, I mean it's it's okay. it's cool, it's safe, yeah. it introduces a level of quality to the children. That no, I no, think no, I is would important. agree. And as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Scholastic reprinting Bone, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That exactly. Bone is absolutely. Perfect I think that's example. great for kids. I mean, yeah. there are, and it's not that I mean to Strangers harp on the, on on the superheroes, but obviously, no, no. you've never read Strangers in Paradise, have <laughs> Obviously, you? no, but it, but it looks non-superhero. Uh, love no. and well, rockets, non-superhero. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and look at those, look at those endless. Mm, that's good. You uh, know. No, I agree. It's just, you know, you know it, it's, I mean, I think especially for little kids, what gets marketed at them as far as toys are the superheroes. So it, it's like, you know, they want to buy the Batman action figures, which, of course, uh, Toy Fair, somebody just leaked a photo of the first picture anyone had seen of, of an image of Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face, which is really more two-thirds face. Uh, but to go, okay, so that's an action figure getting sold to kids. But there's, at this point, I don't think that I want, Anybody under eight seeing the Dark Knight, 
regardless of the tragedy, <laughs> the pall hanging over it right now, I think the Joker is going to be nightmare-inducing. I think Two-Face is going to be nightmare-inducing. But the toys are remarketed, you know. So, I mean, the kids sure. get the superhero thing, and so we have to look at that, too. All right, so uh, so that's why. I mean, Archie's there, but, you know, even this, I don't know if Archie sells well here. I don't think people come into comic book shops to, to buy it. But No, no. I, I think but Bone is and there Mouse ever Guard, an Archie an presence buy. at any of these cons? Occasionally. Occasionally, Comic Con mm-hmm. does have an Archie presence. I mean, there's. I mean, it's still a very well-selling title. I mean, yeah. it does very Which good. Which baffles me. All right, <laughs> we can move on to movies now. I think. I like uh, movies. No more comics on that. You like movies? Well, the only thing I can say is I'm, I can officially say, you know, it's completely self-promotion. The next project that I'm involved in, Sparks from Catastrophic Comics, yesterday was officially accepted by Diamond, and therefore will be listed in the April previews. What's Sparks about, Derek? Well, I'm, edit- ahead, I'm editing the book. I don't know. I read it so long ago. Uh, it's uh, it's by nice. it's by Christopher J. Fellino and art by J. M. Ringett, who has done a lot of work for Boom St- Studios. Uh, and it's uh, it's basically uh, it's superhero noir. I convinced them they shouldn't put that on the cover because I think Marvel and DC would sue. So uh, it's about a superhero who is a kind of a washout of a superhero in the late '40s and becomes sort of a middleman, kind of like a studio PR guy covering up the. Uh, things that superheroes, the active superheroes wouldn't necessarily want people to know about their personalities and tastes, and uh, it gets them into a lot of trouble. And to say more is kind of ruined, except that it's taking its structure kind of from the Edmund O'Brien, it is Edmund O'Brien, isn't it? DOA. Okay. Uh, film noir film for, you know, like 1948, mm-hmm. When will that be out? Uh, that'll be out in late June, so it's in the April previous catalog, but I don't know the order number yet. Well, I'll be running stuff on Fanboy Planet for it. And hopefully other sites will be as well. But, of course, the thing is Catastrophic Comics is a company founded and owned by William Catt, the former greatest American hero. So did he, did he, did he write anything in it? Uh, did he draw anything in we, it? We'll have an editorial. <laughs> he, he was him. 60 minutes now? <laughs> no, because he actually... He actually <laughs> but he said that's the selling point. <laughs> he so actually like, founded the company like to... if 60 minutes was run by six-year-olds... <laughs> He <laughs> he founded the company for his book Mythology Wars, which will be coming out a couple of Did months later. Did he write later. anything on that? Are yeah, you he wrote it. Are you okay. lying? Good. No, I'm not lying. Just because I truth? don't know what it is doesn't mean I'm lying. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and the circle remains unbroken. Indeed. Okay, way to go, Clark. All right, so we uh, go into uh, movies now, and. Uh, oddly enough, that does have a Canadian segue. I didn't mean it to be. Is that we got some casting <laughs> surprises about Wolverine this week? Any cool news ran a rumor, but Variety confirmed it today. I can't wait to see Wolverine. X-Men, no, isn't it X-Men Origins? Yes. Wolverine. Colon, Colon Wolverine. Wolverine. Um, That's the name great. of the film? Yes, yeah. X-Men wow. Origins I don't think Wolverine. you're supposed to pronounce the colon, though. <laughs> so the idea is that they've got a franchise of X-Men Origins because they're working sure. on a Magneto film. And I'm assuming out of, from the rumors here. North Star, I think, was the other one. Oh, really? Is nice. that going to go? That's going to fly. Yeah. Uh, no but, pun intended. But with the, uh, with the cameos they're putting into this film, it's clear they're going to spin off a couple more. Now, so you're going to go with this guy from Friday Night Lights, uh, yes. Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. He's very kitschy. Okay, I have no idea. I've never watched I've a never TV seen series. I know he has it. long hair and he's hunky. That's all I've heard. And he is going to play everyone's favorite Cajun mutant, Gambit. Paul Prudhomme? Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't think of another Cajun. Huh? Uh, Paul Prudhomme is a, uh, Emerald Lagasse is uh, going to get in there. Bam! 
<laughs> oh, there we go. That's so nice. Yeah, nice. That nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he's going to play Gambit, who is like uh, was supposedly in in the script at one point of X Men Two, yeah, and then put in X Men Three, and uh, so finally they're going to do that. Now, what Wolverine's origin and Gambit are going to have to do with each other? I don't they're know. They're both bad boys. Oh, is that it? I'm going to venture. I'm going to venture on a plot point here. Okay. I'm going to guess they're going to use Gambit as a uh, little like hit, like henchman go between who runs favors for Striker or somebody like yeah, that. Okay, and we know we've got Liev Schreiber who can po- possibly maybe someone who can also be swayed. Bad guy at first, swayed to good guy. Okay, I see. What you're that's ways, my. That's why. I, that's yeah. why I yeah, push. You got to do that with Gambit. All right, just as long as it doesn't have that really weird purple collar thing. Uh, That's the best part about it. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was the ex- I thought it was the exploding playing cards. No, nah, it was his headgear. I clearly have missed everything about the character. It's because he, he had a, he good. had overbite. That's why. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. He had super that. And uh, you know, we know we've known Liev Schreiber is going to play Sabretooth, which is to me kind of an odd combination. But again, really good actor, if low key, uh, to the be the most savage uh, mutant that. Marvel He's has. a pussycat. Well, he did play movie. Orson Welles, so there's a lot of tie-in. I see. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. And <laughs> and then the other one, again, long-rumored, uh, Ryan Reynolds. My man! Is going to play Deadpool. My other man! Your other man? You're, I love Deadpool. You're yeah. Deadpool. He's got right. a man on the side. <laughs> well, I, right. I hope they Two never men. find out about each other. Uh, so... Deadpool is going to make an appearance in the film. And this has been long rumored. Wise cracking mercenary. Mm-hmm. Ready for film. The merc with a mouth. <laughs> Except that he's horribly scarred, so I don't know. But at least there's a tie in. That's logical, because isn't Deadpool out of the Weapon X? He's not program? scarred at first, though. Oh, see? That's more than I knew. He's scarred yeah. only after he takes the stuff to cure his cancer, oh. which is the Weapon X uh, healing factor or whatever. Okay. okay. It's in his origin if you ever read him. So, uh, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, I've read... Well, thank book. you. Yeah, okay. Thanks. All right. I told blockers. you, he's my man. Okay. okay. I, I feel strangely schooled in, in a you're, weird you're reversal welcome. of roles. Have a chip. Um, yeah, I did. Um, we've also... There's a, a film project... Well, that, wait, before we wait, move on, wait, what, do we, what do we think of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? Hey, uh, first of all, do we all know who Ryan Reynolds is? He's one of the guys with a pizza. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? It was a sitcom. He was also in Blade Trinity. He was in Blade Van Trinity. Wilder. Oh, Van Wilder. You love, that's one of your Smoke favorites. Smoking Aces. Yeah. Lon's been on IMDb. No, I'm just a no, big Lon, fan. Lon I just, said, Lon just has man. poor taste in films. Oh, okay. <laughs> one of my favorite films. He's in Amityville Horror, <laughs> the remake. <laughs> he is, I mean, he's charming. Uh, and I thought he was... Funny. I thought he was one of the best parts of Blade Trinity. Didn't he used to date Alanis Morissette? That, that's... Oh, I see. No, not in, not in Rick's world. <laughs> Because he's got to edit that out. He's making edits in his head. We need to have like a, a sign that you go that goes no freaking way. <laughs> and lights up hyper time. Okay, right, hold, hold. Uh, I hear he used to date Alanis Morissette. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So he's got Rick a lot had, going for him. Rick has gone back into the men's room and made a deal with Mephisto, and this never happened. Okay, it's a brand new day, <laughs> yeah, baby. It's a, it's a brand new podcast. And so, I, wait, I, wait, I, wait. Since we have a guest. Sure. Mm. Josh? Yes. What do you think of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool? You know, I have to be honest. I you don't, don't go to movies, do you? No, I don't. I, don't I knew movies. it. I don't know who Ryan Reynolds is. I'm sorry. I haven't uh, Would you seen see a him. Wolverine movie? Uh, possibly. You know, okay. um, you know, maybe. The last X-Men film was pretty rough. Actually, I thought the last two were. I know its co- opinion is that the second one is the better. The second one was like The Wrath of Khan. I mean, come on, fanboys, well, huh? Well, huh? Actually, I actually, it, it really was like The Wrath of Khan, yeah. but... Um, 
Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. So I'm. You know. I would think about it. I mean. I'm. I'm interested. In what well, What movie would you prefer to see over an X Men movie? Uh, uh, Wolverine Atonement movie. Two. <laughs> just Just so we can gauge what your your. Where my are. taste? Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, this is precisely why I didn't want to take the mic. That's <laughs> uh, precisely why we wanted you to. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah, would... 60 I would, minutes that, huh? Uh, no. okay. I would probably go see a Lars Van Trier film before Woo! I could see oh! an X-Men film. <laughs> uh-huh. By the way, I watched Celebration, the first Dogma film last uh-huh, night. Yeah, yeah. Best movie ever. Yeah, yeah. Best dinner party Isn't ever. Celebration awesome? It's I actually so love that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. We're talking film geeks. That's stuff. right. <laughs> Now we're talking. Now we have a conversation. Okay, well, Breaking great. Let me, best movie let, me, ever. let me see if I can, <laughs> nice, uh, if nice. I can totally... Have you seen Boss at all? It's comedy? Yes, yeah. it's so cruel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> I'm okay with, with, with this. I mean, I don't have this... Yeah, I, I don't, don't even know, know who they're talking about. So. I know. I do know who you're talking about. I just honestly haven't seen that many of the, of the Dogme films. So. Uh, well, he doesn't do just the... Just no, dogma, I know, yeah. but I really haven't seen that many. I saw Dogma by Kevin Smith. Right. That's not what talking about. Please, please. Don't, don't um, stop. Sorry. sorry. You just killed Lars von Trier from afar by saying that. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. Sorry, Lars. Which I don't know if I mentioned on air last week. I got to say that somebody who uh, did a lot of ben, uh, a lot of Kevin Smith films but didn't learn anything from it and actually became a really really good director, Ben Affleck. Gone no, I've Baby heard Gone. good things about Gone Baby Gone, Gone, Baby but I Gone seen was it. awesome. I'm curious to see it. I would love to see him become a competent director and, and be able to have a career. And, yeah, you know, no, I mean, like that be, no, there's nothing really that, because I thought he did a great job as George Reeves in Hollywood. I actually Land. thought he did a great job in that as well. Yeah. A flawed you know movie, but I completely agree. Yeah. But, uh, but he was great right. performance. He's got a Clint Eastwood thing going on, and I think that's really what. You know, he's sort of digging into. So great, he's going to become the mayor of Carmel. That's awesome. Well, you know what? I will say this much about Ben Affleck. Okay, go ahead. For all you haters out there, he's an Oscar winner. And he won it on his first project. (laughs) Or whatever, first written project. So, you know what? I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. Don't bring that up. It doesn't matter. Michael Douglas, though. Well, he's a great producer. (laughs) I hear he's dating Catherine Zeta-Jones. He's married to her. He's had a couple kids by her. Uh, you know who should do the Wolverine film actually is Takashi Mika. Now that now we'd have a real movie there. Yeah, That's I don't think they've put like a, a brilliant choice of director. Yeah. I can't remember who it is, but it's not somebody necessarily. No, but it's somebody who's game. It's somebody who's game. Yeah. But once it's become kind of franchisey, I mean, and, and Fox's yeah, yeah. main goal is get butts and seats. Sure, sure. Unlike a Lars von Trier film, which is <laughs> you know drive them away. I don't know. You'll give him eighty million. See what happens. You never know. Tell him he just needs you know, to blow and, shit up and Chris every Garcia, ten minutes. That's a hell of a business plan. Needs to blow up. <laughs> and Chris Garcia is suddenly a man with a dream. <laughs> just, I need wow. million dollars. <laughs> you could cut cut glass with his nipples right now. Uh, a movie. Speaking of the corporate mindscape, a, a movie that was supposed to be near and dear to our hearts, uh, filmed like well over a year ago, Fanboys. Uh, a comedy. Have you heard of this film? I have heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Break it on down for the fans at Okay. Home. The original plot of this film was about four friends from Texas. One of them had cancer and was not, and they feared, would not live long enough to see The Phantom Menace. They were Star Wars and fans. And then was framing the- motivation for a film. Right. So they were going to break into the Skywalker Ranch and steal a print of The Phantom Menace and show it to him before he died. Right. And cancer was determined is not funny, right? And that's why it's been on the shelf for Absolutely. so long. Absolutely. Yeah. Now uh, the Weinstein brothers own it. And Let me they tell have, you right now, cancer is not funny. Well, it's not, it's but hilarious. it can still it can still. But not well, all movies be. have to be funny. Not all. The I way agree. Through. Hold on. Well, if they're called fanboy, yeah, a laugh. Here uh, and there there should be laugh so here bad. and there, which there probably is because I know there's a, there's a joke because uh, 
I mean, don't don't certainly don't rent the movie Pulse uh, in order to see the preview. But there is a preview for it on the Pulse DVD, mm-hmm. which is a horrible film. But uh, the tie in there is Kristen Bell is in Fanboys as well, and and we love her. There's a there is at least one scene where the Star Wars and Star Trek fandoms get into a fight, and so I mean, there's ways to be funny without like bemoaning the fact constantly. I mean, because a movie shouldn't be like. I have cancer every other scene. And no, now, but, because, I mean, the uh, sad part is you have cancer, you want to see the Phantom Menace before you die? I mean, that's a letdown. If you're yeah, a yeah. fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like... Take me now, Lord. Take me now. So it's really a tragedy. But the Weinstein brothers have now edited a cut that completely edits out all references to the cancer. So what's their motivation And now so their motivation in. is that they're, they're just four fanboy jerks who break into the Skywalker Ranch. Now... Okay, one of the things has got to be releasable, you know, I mean, so the Weinstein brothers want to have a movie they can take out, and it's tested very well with audiences, but the controversy now is not that American audiences can't handle depth. Uh, but They can't. They can't. But Ask uh, Lars Van Shiver. That there. the 501st <laughs> Squadron donated hold a on, lot Hold on, hold on, hold on. 501st Squadron is what? Okay, let's explain I knew that. you were going to go right into that. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I do get used to people knowing because yeah. I, a weird amount of people do know. The 501st Squadron, ironically, by the way, founded as a cancer charity. When the founder of the 501st, I can't remember his name, his daughter had cancer. And to raise money, he and a bunch of friends started making public appearances as stormtroopers. Uh, they're now officially called 501st Legion Vader's Fist. And uh, they, Hello. and they made it into the 501st Squadron is in oh, Revenge of the uh, Revenge of the Sith. They were written into the actual continuity. But again, their original intention was they made appearances. The money that was donated to them for that was then turned around to give to the cancer foundations. Obviously, to try to find a cure. A fine mm-hmm. organization. And last mm-hmm. summer, in fact, at Comic Con, so wait, was stormtroopers a, were doing good. Yes, there was a weird. A, and they've changed their name now because they've expanded the costumes out to. I was at a convention in Sacramento where there was a Count Dooku, and anybody that wants to do basically Star Wars cosplay can join the 501st and join each, you know, a region. They and can form a local reserve. A local chapter. Uh, yeah, a lo- yes. In fact, sadly, our, you know, yes, Michal Saman, former Fanboy Planet staffer, is the uh, Saudi Arabian outpost himself. He is. So, nice. Word yeah. up, Jamal. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, they marched in, uh, they, they marched at the Rose Bowl last year, the Rose Parade last year. And uh, at Comic Con, there was a pink R2D2 that they sold, uh, or R2 unit, I guess, to uh, raise money. So, I mean, that was why they donated their time. Uh, and they were extras. They donated so their time. So now explain the, the problem with the So the problem first. is the reason they did it was because this plot line was based in. You know the th- the reason Continuity they exist. Doing. The reason they exist. So they don't. They are extras in this film. A lot of crowd scenes are the five hundred first, and in, not, hopefully not always in uniform. But so the the movie was made for a much lower budget because they didn't have to pay a lot of their extras because the five hundred first thought you know logical. Now mm. they want to set up protests because again, their whole impetus for donating the time is gone. Has been removed. Has been removed. What is the Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. no. You, you, you. Please. You have, you Please, have cred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's depressing. I mean, you it, live in Los Angeles. It's don't like you? the you soul that. of the movie, though, is being yanked out of it. I mean, you can't. Your your point oh, yeah, is valid. You know, um, you you can have a theme of a movie not be funny and still create a funny movie on top of it. In fact, Absolutely. that's a much more ambitious creative act. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I think that's really sad. I mean, they've gouged out the uh, a really solid engine to this film. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it goes to what the Weinstein brothers are looking for right now. 
they uh, a movie are, that will make them some money that will make them big money and be as broad as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's while I am not one to say that broad films are not fantastic, uh, having watched millions of them over the past weekend, I have to say <laughs> millions. Good yes, Lord. shocking. Um, lots of TVs in my house. But it's lately watching He's like the man who fell to earth. Get out of my head! (laughs) Watching their trajectory of late. I honestly think that that Touchstone, not Touchstone, what was there? Miramax? Miramax, thank you. um, Was more corporately guided to do the tough films. And I think that whatever they lost when they were spun out, or I guess left, that Mm -hmm. what they lost was that, I guess, backbone is the word I'm looking for. And you that mean Disney Disney distribution? I think. Well, I think that was might might well be it. But the Weinstein mm-hmm. Company doesn't have Disney's support. Obviously, mean, they're an yeah. independent, and they are looking for something to get money because a lot of the movies that they themselves have released have not done well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, and we also discovered if you paid if you paid attention to the kind of the ins and outs of the way the Miramax went, is one of the things that Harvey Weinstein was really good at was making bombs. And holding them back from release so he could have a year that said, Miramax got this, and he have his Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. But then when they left, he had actually saved up a whole bunch of Miramax films that, like, uh, The Brothers Grimm came out and was terrible. Yeah. Even though there was a lot of inter- interference, allegedly, from the Mir- from the Weinstein brothers on, you know, to, well, Terry, Gilliam, Terry Gilliam. You know, d- nobody ever leaves that guy alone to make a movie. Yeah, well, no, wouldn't would it be you? nice? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it depends on what movie he's making. So, Fanboys is a film that we've wanted to see, but I don't think we'll ever get to see the version that we want to see—the one that's depth has a little tragedy. Do you think we'll get it uh, uh, on a DVD? You think? Do you think they'll release the uncut version? I have no idea. Do you think? If- I bet you they will. I bet uh, you they will. It wouldn't be as- a bad bad bet, really. Yeah, I bet you they will. As a attempt to get goodwill, mm-hmm. at some point they will release the full version and give. After the edited version tanks. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, we look forward to fanboys. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. We've got to stop right there because this ends part one of the February 24th, 2008 Fanboy Planet podcast. To continue listening, access part two via the fanboyplanet.com website or your friendly neighborhood podcast aggregator.